0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: So I like buttholes. Everybody got them and they all stink, right? (laughs) So, you know, um, there's some going to like it, some going to respect it, and some is going to dislike it. Um... That's just the way it is. You can't make everybody happy, unfortunately. Uh, as much as you try to do, it, and as much as you, you try to appease people, you're not going to make everyone happy. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, and I'm just asking for a raise.
2: All right, fellas, listen. Game week is here. We're having to do this a little early because they, because they play on Thursday. Let's get used to this. By the way, I want to I want to I want to toast this drink, fellas. To my guy Steve Serta and uh, our partner in crime, never met him actually, but Rocky, shout out to you. Um, this Rocky is the guy. This is the first. I can't pronounce his last name, but Rocky, shout out to you. Hold your damn drink up. This is the first time of many where Serta and Rocky are just going to be up an insane amount of t- insane late hours doing Chiefs post game because they have every <laughs> single. <laughs> primetime game late game possible they have they have
0: they have two noon games one of them's in week two the other one's on christmas day
2: yep my mom is pissed my mom was (laughs) just down here said she's just rattled that schedule they have 17 games and only play two games at noon i'm gonna be up all night long having to watch these and all i could think about was serta and rock Surta in the rock. I've talked to
0: I've talked to a lot of people as we get ready for this season. I've talked to a lot of people about the schedule and It's fun for fans, primetime games. Not so much when you cover these teams and have to work till 3 a.m. when they play on Sunday night football a bunch of times. Yeah, it's, it's, they have six primetime games and play at
3: 8.30 a.m. once. Like, it's <laughs> just all all different oh, places. Yeah.
2: The 8.30 a.m. You're looking forward to that one, aren't you? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is crazy, man. So shout out to you, man, as you guys will be. What time do what time you think you'll shut it down tomorrow? What time do you think it?
0: If we, if, um if, I mean, I' to this
2: if you listen to this podcast, we're doing this we're doing this the night before the first game of the season. What time do you think you should have now? One,
0: I've gotten pretty good at turning around everything. Uh, a couple of years ago, I would have been working till three am on a primetime game like this, but now i'm I'm pretty good about three am like, like one, one, one thirty. Well, and the, the the workloads have changed, and we've distributed things. So, like, I'm not doing quite as many things now. But I'd say like one one thirty in the morning, I'll probably be done.
2: Working. Oh, god, man, three a.m. That sounds like a band name. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, hey, shout out to you guys, um, for that one. Um, it, it, you know, this will be a this will be a fun year though. A start to the season, and it ain't good to be honest with you right now. Look, as we sit here. Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. He may not practice the rest of the season. He hyperextended his knee in practice the other day. Luckily, no ACL, no ligament damage at all. Uh, and they've said they wanted to wait till the swelling goes down. But now today he's been listed as questionable for the game. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to say this right now. I know Andy is listening. I know that that damn Rick Burkholder, who I don't trust. I'm sorry. All right. I've never trusted Rick Burkholder. He's had some better times now. Um, he had a he had a really bad stretch against the Saints and the Colts. He's on a good run
0: right now, the last couple of years. He has been, but I'm
2: sorry. I listen, I mean, we lost Jamal Charles early because Rick didn't detect (laughs) knee issues. (laughs) Justin Houston. We later found out didn't have an ACL that Rick missed. I mean, this is games that year. Yes, right. (laughs) Wasn't there a, like a lacerated spleen of some sorts with Alex? That, that was just, different. That that there was he, no preventing that. And he ran, but he ran him back out. Remember, he had a <laughs> laceration on the neck, but turned out it was a broken nose. Listen, I don't listen, I'm hoping for Rick. He's had a good run. All right. All right. So I'm scared to death. But my thought here, fellas, in all seriousness, sorry, Rick. I just don't oh, know why I drove by on you that quick. But <laughs> you didn't even so, imagine Eric Barry. It's just a habit. Listen, Eric is that. that's enough. We know <laughs> Eric has never forgiven Rick, he calls him dick. But my vote is like this game is not that important to play Travis Kelsey. I know it sucks. I know H7 wants to be out there. I know he wants to be out there this night. I know he wants to be. This ain't no playoff game. This ain't nothing that is that important. Hell, even I will. We've talked about it. There is only one. By, which has been important, home field advantage has been the hallmark of the Chiefs' success. They have never, in the Patrick Mahomes era, played a playoff game uh, anywhere else other than Arrowhead. Hell, even, even Patrick's rookie year, they lost to the Titans in Arrowhead. They've never played outside of Arrowhead since Mahomes has arrived here. That's important. Hell, this is just one game, okay? So, I, to me, it is far more important that he you get him as right as possible. I'm sorry, this just, it, just, it just doesn't compute with me, fellas, to think this can happen on what a Monday or a Tuesday and that he then comes back, I don't know why I said Tuesday like that, but a Monday or a Tuesday and he comes back and they're talking about waiting for the swelling to go down and that he's not compromised. I don't need to see Travis at 75, 80%. I don't need to see decoys. They can go without him. So for me, I vote that he sits this one out. Yeah, even if it means you're going to lose this game and I don't think it does, but even if
3: it did, you still sit him. It's just not worth it, man. If this was a playoff game, you go for it. If it's a you win and you yep. get a buy, maybe you consider it. This is a non-conference, non-divisional opponent that means very little in the grand scheme of things and you just it you have another 10 days after the game to be able to continue to progress towards him getting right for that game against Jacksonville, which is potentially going to matter for some of the tiebreaker implications. Uh, This is the exact type of game where you don't push it uh, for Travis Kelsey, for any of the guys that really matter long-term and of all of the players, not named Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey is second on that list of the guys that matter
2: long-term.
0: Yeah, I don't, I'm fully confident in the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes having an entire offseason to plan for one game without Travis Kelsey and being totally fine. Like,
2: Yeah, I think that's that's asinine. I'm not going (laughs) to sit here. There's no reason. There's no no reason for him to play on Thursday. I, I agree there's no reason for him to play. You can just stay there. Let's not get into just crazy, asinine statements of, I think that they can go without Travis Kelsey and just be fine. I yeah. believe the ridiculous term you used was <laughs> no problem without yeah. the first. It's not the just keep it in. To, just calm down. You have to go. I and, get and, it. And, no, I get it. Saying, like, it's fine. Back. It's, it's going to be
0: okay. Okay, OK. I am fully confident in the Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions who I think are a super fun, super frisky team in the NFC that has a chance to take a huge jump this season. But they are not like, and a lot of people have been talking about like if the Lions beat the Chiefs, it'll be like when Alex Smith and the Chiefs beat the Patriots after the Super Bowl opening the NFL season. It's just not the same. Like the the Lions are a good team. They're a talented team. I'm super excited to watch the Lions play this season. I think they are going to be highly competitive. They are not ready for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, yes, Travis Kelsey makes all the difference in the world, and he is a Hall of Fame caliber player. You would love to see him out there. I'm devastated that he's not going to be available in all likelihood, but just sit him because you got a bunch more games to play. This one doesn't matter even if you do lose it, but I'm fully confident that the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to lose this game to the Lions if Travis Kelsey's not on the field.
2: Okay, well, all right, BK, make sure you guys listen through the end of the podcast when we give our game predictions because Serta has just really let the cat out of the bag already here, folks. I think we know where he is going. I just – listen, we could get into this more. I just – like, I just – I think we all at least agree with the one point and not the craziness that Serta said, but at least agree with the one point. Like, as you said, it's not worth it. How many – like, and, and right, there's short weeks, so how many days will it be? If he doesn't play, he'll have an extra ten. how many ten days until the like. Come on, man, right? Like, like even if they lose this one, right? BK, the the, the like the chance for uh, the number one seed, the chance for the bye is still intact, right? This is, the, and and so I, I just it's an NFC team, right? It, it's just there's no reason. I keep hearing swelling. They got to let the swelling go down. To, like, nah, man, just chill. That sounds like seventy percent to me, and I don't and, and I don't think you need that. Yeah, and you have. I want to be very clear here: nobody
3: is Travis Kelsey, and I am not pretending that anybody else on this team. I appreciate is you giving that Travis name, Kelsey
2: his real respect here. I don't know what cert is on.
3: However, you do have a capable backup tight end in Noah Gray, and so if you go into this game, it's not as if you have some. Joe Blow going out there who's never played in this offense, has no idea what he's doing, is a rookie, and might like completely implode what you're trying to do game plan-wise. No, Gray is capable. So you, you should be okay from that perspective. You're missing a ton by a future Hall of Famer, and I believe one of the best, if not the best, tight ends in the history of the game not being out there. But you still have enough that you can get things done with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. I will say this, to Serter's point on like the Chiefs being able to game plan and figure this thing out. I do think it matters that Travis Kelsey got hurt on Monday of the week of the game. Like if this was something where they knew three months ago, Kelsey was going to be unavailable for whatever reason in week one. I would absolutely be right there with Serta, but them not finding this out until Monday. I bet you the game plan was done. My assumption would be that Andy Reid had some stuff drawn up for Travis Kelsey that is now going to go to Noah Gray. And that probably doesn't hit quite the same way.
2: Yeah, and probably some things that he was going to do off of other people, off coverages that were probably going to be, uh, because since Travis is a coverage dictator, probably things that they were going to do off of that, um, and to get one on one situations. But I'm, but yeah, just, who the hell just is he Travis is the Jared right?
0: McKinnon playbook from the last from the last half of last
2: season. It'll be fine. No, nah, man, I I ain't going. <laughs> nope, I'm not taking the bait, Doug. I mean, I, I I'm not, man. Like you know, I mean, just I mean, I haven't said this in a long time, but. Like just go to hell, Steve. I, I mean that, man. I just like you're just, you know. And I mean, you know, It'll I don't be mean fine. To... You do think that the Chiefs should still be favored, right, Ron? Like
3: they're still a favorite in this game.
2: Yeah, I just like, which is insane. Can we?
3: I can.
2: Can we pull over real quick? Because I do want to get into this Chris Jones thing because there's potential movement. But like to the point, you just asked that question, and Serta is over overzealous i would say at least um <laughs> with this it'll be fine but can we get this right so chris jones isn't gonna play right like uh we're to that point although chris he, jones he, he's said, not even
3: at practice today we, yeah, we got chris less jones than 24 chris hours before the game he's not chris playing jones,
2: he is play. unavailable chris jones i think he made that play. clear
0: at ronald mcdonald's house today <laughs> well
2: chris jones also said out of nowhere how about that setup?" But what, what a what a coincidence. He's holding up court at the Ronald McDonald's house in Kansas City, answering questions. It was obviously already day. pre-planned, Ron. Clearly, clearly. Uh, the, the two days he could have shaved for that, but two days <laughs> ahead of it. But he he comes through now. He did also say that hey, if the deal gets done, I could be ready to go tomorrow, is what he said. Well, tomorrow is game day, so he's not playing. But it's crazy because BK just hit this question where I think he was going to stand up and lose his mind if I disagreed with him. And Serta is, it'll be fine. What is it? Come on. Nothing. Although you all have told me the last month, hey, man, the Lions – The Jets, the Jags, these guys coming up, man. These teams here, man. Oh, oh, now all of a sudden, Serta's like, they should be able to take care of the Lions. I'm more scared of the Jags than the Jets by a long shot. I've said it. But listen, I just can we just acknowledge this for a second? Because I don't think, like this shows the greatness of what this team has built with 15 and the big fella over there, Big Red. Can we acknowledge the greatness of the Chiefs that, They could lose, right now, lose their number two and three. And I don't, uh, both of them interchangeable. Some may think Chris Jones is more important. Some may think Travis, but they are number two and three in terms of importance and value in their player scale. And they are arguably the best at their position. That's no argument. I think today Chris Jones is the best interior defensive lineman in football, and I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end of all time. So I think today and currently, all right, all of it. So they're the best at their position, important positions for them. The number one target, they're out of the game, and they're playing a team that I think most people believe will win their division and go to the playoffs. And they're the favorites. And they've lost their two, <laughs> their second and third best players. Like, I don't know. And don't forget, by the way,
3: about their prized offseason acquisition as well, who will not be playing because he's suspended.
2: Yes, Charles Amenehu. <laughs> and who knows what Kadarius Tony is going to run into before the game starts? Like, who knows? Legarius Sneed. Who knows? Like, but still, but they're two and three. I don't think Buffalo can win games if, if Stefan Diggs and Von Miller are just out. Against playoff teams, I don't think Jamar Chase and and T Higgins is that two and three. I don't know who it, or or Trey Hendrickson. If like I don't think the Bengals can survive a game with Trey Hendrickson and 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 Jamar Chase just out. Like I just don't think like I, like AJ Brown and 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 Hassan Reddick for the Eagles, and they're just gonna play a, another playoff team and win. And people are like, they're the favorite. And they're more than a three-point favorite. They're more than just the 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 home field advantage favorite right now. It's just it is just insane how much trust is in Andy and 15. So that can happen. I just can we acknowledge that? I I just I mean that's amazing. I think some
3: of this, like first of all, to to directly answer your yes, it's it's genuinely incredible and. I think a lot of that goes back to the team building that they've done over the course of the last 18 months. And that was made possible by them letting a all time great player go to another team and repurpose that money elsewhere and distribute those draft picks elsewhere. So that's we'll set that aside for a second because I know we want to talk, talk about Chris Jones here in a minute. I think part of this is also some people got out of the over their skis a little bit on who the Lions really are. This is a team that last year was 1-6 to start the season. Their wins in the second half came against Green Bay twice. Green Bay was a shell of itself. A one-point win against Chicago. And then the Giants, who I think were fraudulent. The Vikings, who were fraudulent. The Jets, who had you and me, Ron, playing quarterback. And
2: the Jaguars, which is an objectively good win. So three playoff teams.
3: Yes, That's two fraudulent problem. ones and a and a real playoff. I got team.
2: you. All right, and, and and so three playoff teams uh, in that in that fraudulent. Sure, oh.
3: what, whatever you want to call. And, it. and on the, the road and on the
2: road at Lambeau, I got you with the with the Packers game on the line to get to the playoffs. I hear you. Come on, come on. That Packers that. team would quit on the season.
3: Nobody wanted to be there <laughs> anymore. Anyway. Um, I just wanted to give context. To yeah, I feel like I gave the necessary context I wish you could there.
2: see his face. Uh, <laughs>
3: I think the Lions are a really solid team. I think we've gotten out over our skis a little bit here on how good they are. Their defense is atrocious, and their offense, while really good, I beg anybody, anybody in our listening audience right now, just think to yourself, who's their second-best wide receiver that's going to be playing in this game? You probably can't name them.
0: Josh
2: Reynolds. Jameer Gibbs.
3: No, wide receiver. Exactly. Guys that you've had on your fantasy or fantasy team over the last few years, and you said to yourself, "Holy bleep! I can't believe I'm starting this guy." That's who they're starting at wide receiver. So Sam Laporta. (laughs) I think that also goes into why the Chiefs are and should be favored, is because the Chiefs still just flat out are a better football team than the Lions are right now.
2: Like even like, but definitively for that, even without those two guys, like it's crazy. Now and to me.
0: they they did bring in free agents, but like their top free agent cornerback signing Manuel mostly has already been ruled out for the game and he's recovering from an ACL injury, but he's a good player. But then they brought in Chauncey Gardner Johnson and they've tried to rebuild their secondary like I think Lions defense, which improved over the back half of last season is going to be better this season. But again, that defense isn't ready for Patrick Mahomes. No. That defense isn't ready for Andy Reid. I'm confident in the offensive line. And I know we still have questions uh, about Jawan Taylor and and Donovan Smith and how it's all going to mesh together. But everything that I saw in the preseason made me confident enough that this offensive line is good because we know the interior is elite. And if the tackles are above average, they are a really, really good offensive line. And I think as long as the offensive line holds up, which I think they can against Alliance pass rush, that does not put fear in your heart in any way. Then Patrick Mahomes is going to do what he always does, and what he did in his in his longest preseason performance, where he peppered like eight, nine different pass catchers, and that's what he's going to do tomorrow night, and that's That's why I'm so confident in it.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to let you just minimize this. Um, it is it is incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. I I, I'm I'm blown away. I don't know any other team that can do it. I don't. I don't. And I know some teams have great rosters. I don't know anybody that can just lose their second and third best players that are Hall of Famers and their prime, best at their position right now, and just keep it rolling against a team that many people believe is going to win their division and be a playoff team. Now I don't care if you guys have just absolutely tore down the Detroit Lions who you guys have been praising. <laughs> the, the Packers are winning that division, weeks. by the way. That, oh, that, that offense oh, is awesome. Come on, offense. I am excited right, for I'm the just, Lions offense. I'm not, not, not going to let you, BK, veer me off. You're not going to do it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to let you do that. I know what you just threw that Packers are going to win. Like, not going to take that bait. <laughs> not going to do it. I'm right? telling you, I'm Jordan right Love here. is going to be a better quarterback this year
3: than
0: Jared Goff. That's all I'm saying.
2: Yep. Nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. All I right. Dis- I disagree with that tag. <laughs> <to make laughs> <that laughs> <good. laughs> Thank you, please. All right. Um. Anyway, so the other part of this is we've been waiting. There's been two fishes. Obviously, the Chris Jones one, and then Nick Bosa has also been holding out. Were they, were they one in three? Or one and two when it came to the defensive player of the year voting. I know Nick Bosa won. I know Chris Jones was either second and third. I can't remember if Micah Parsons finished between them. But they were they were one and three at the very least, maybe one and two in the. I feel Vita. like Parsons was probably slightly ahead of Chris Jones. The defensive player of the year voting, and then obviously Chris Jones even showed up even bigger in the postseason. Uh, that that really kind of kind of brought him even more prominence when we talk about contract wise. So Parsons Nick Bosa by the way Parsons was two. Was so three, yep. well, so they were one and three in terms of defensive player of the year, All right. One is the best I think in the game right now. Miles Garrett may have something to say, but I think Nick Bosa is the best out, uh, you know, edge rusher in the league. And I think Chris Jones coming into this season is the best interior defensive lineman in the league right now today. So we get Bosa; he gets his deal done. He gets one hundred and seventy. Uh, plus and a 122, which is more important, 122.5 guaranteed, which makes him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. Did this help or did this hurt the chances of Chris Jones finding a deal? Because before Nick Bosa, he was in front of Ronald McDonald's house talking about, I'm just looking for a raise. I'm just trying to get a raise. It said he'll be ready. Did this help or hurt the Chiefs getting a long-term deal with Chris Jones? I know you're all on the numbers, BK. You've been talking about this for for weeks. Does this help?
3: Any Chiefs fan that is trying to convince themselves – and trust me, guys, I've been right there with you. I've been sulking. I've been trying to come up with a case. Anybody that's been trying to find the way that this helps the Chiefs get Chris Jones done, man, you're lying to yourself. Um, This means that the other teams around the league, when they look at elite players – they had to consider the Aaron Donald contracts because that's what this is doing. This is basically saying, hey, we had to beat Aaron Donald's AAV. We had to make sure that Nick Bosa was the highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. Yes, including Aaron Donald. And they did it. And they gave him one hundred and twenty two million dollars guaranteed in doing so. They What's gave that, him 50, 50 up front, right? They gave this man a $50 million signing bonus. They said, sign this line right here, and we will give you $50 million into your pocket. Yeah, man, that don't help the Chiefs. Um, If they're trying to make this case that they should be paying him $27, $26 million, if I'm Chris Jones, and I think there's an argument against this, but if I'm Chris Jones, I'm saying, well, look at that. I was right up there last year with Nick Bosa in terms of the best defensive player in football. And that dude just got what I'm asking for, and I'm asking for less than what he's what he just got, and their team was willing to pay it. So yeah, I think this makes it way harder to get him in.
2: But 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 sorta at the very least, to me this would this would mean the Chiefs would have to raise their offer, like whatever it is. Yeah. If it's at like at the very least, they'll have to raise their offer, and I don't have I don't have confidence that they will. Well, but that, that's in their mindset,
0: and because I, I, I think they
2: view this different.
0: At the very least, they have to raise it. And but I I think they were always going to have to raise it to get a deal done anyway. So I don't think this actually changes that much. Um, Like the Chiefs were always going to have to concede a little bit here, I think, because the players generally don't just give in and and sign these deals like sometimes they do. Like we've seen this year, multiple running backs just give in and sign bad one year contracts to get a little bit more money up front because they're just not getting the kind of money that they deserve. But I was taking heat a little bit on Twitter today for saying, like, this is going to make it harder for the Chiefs. And, and you know, and a lot of people pointed out Nick Buss is an edge player. He's younger than Chris Jones. I covered the NFL for a living. Do you think I don't know those things? Like, obviously, I'm well aware of those facts. We don't need to talk about that. I'm assuming that you all just... Are, are as intelligent as I am on, on these things sometimes. But no, it is big, mad.
3: Did you hear that tone? Because, that was something that I would it, do. He just sounded it has like such, me. Because it's
0: such a stupid argue, like <laughs> different positions. Okay, well, but we're talking about the market that Aaron Donald set when we're talking about these players. Because Quentin Williams, who just got a big payday, interior defensive lineman. Aaron Donald and Chris Jones move inside and outside. I understand that Nick Bosa is a traditional edge player. And so you think that that matters. That does not matter when we are talking about the elite of the elite in the NFL. These guys set themselves apart and that's why they have market making deals. We're talking about pass rushers, not defensive linemen, defensive tackles or edge players We're talking about the guys that are best in the world at rushing and sacking quarterbacks. And the market was set by Aaron Donald. No one else had ever come to that, come close to that kind of money. So the Chiefs were saying, that's the outlier. We're not willing to pay that. Well, Nick Bosa just reset the entire market and is now the highest paid player on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. And so Chris Jones and his agents are saying, okay, well, that's the market rate now. Like the market rate is just what BOSA just set. And so they're not going to come close to 34 million. There's absolutely no chance of that. But they probably have to get closer to like 29 now, $30 Harvey. million dollars than they were willing to do before.
2: And and Serta, I listen. By the way, guys, you start jumping in Serta's DMs. This is where he cuts loose. I just
0: meet right? you now. I don't care about arguing with people.
2: Honestly. That's not true. You do care. You just brought it to the podcast. All right, that was the entire portion of how you kicked off your rant. Hey, it was my <laughs> turn last week. Now it's <laughs> your the turn. DM. It's cool, <laughs> the man. DM. And it. listen, I am somebody that I think, like most Chiefs fans, want Chris Jones to be here over the next several years because you look at it and you think. You want to get, as, as Patrick Mahomes said earlier this week, uh, when he is already, you can clearly t- tell, tired of answering this, is he said he wants to win championships. And I think Chiefs fans want to win championships. I think Chris Jones does too. I think Trish, Chris Jones also wants and understands this is the best his best time for his earning power, and he wants to go ahead and make sure he sets himself up and gets the deal that he is most comfortable with. But I'm going to tell you, as somebody who wants Chris Jones to be here over the next several years, I judge by history. I don't feel great about it. Everything that you all just said about numbers, as you said, if this don't remind you of, hey, Tyreek Hill, we got a number, man, and we ain't moving. Oh, shoot. Devontae Adams just all of a sudden got signed and reset the market. So what if the Chiefs do and say, you know what, Tyreek, you've been a big part of this, man. We're going to work and move up. No, they traded his ass to Miami. Is what they did, and so like I don't have a lot of confidence that now Nick Bosa has made a move to reset the market, and that the Chiefs are then going to say, "All right, we'll 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 try to get closer or reset it ourselves," because they told Tyreek, "All right, man, where you want to go? Jets or Dolphins? Let's figure it out." And so, to me, I don't. I don't feel – I think he'll play this year, obviously, but I don't feel good about anything long-term happening. The Chiefs have a bye week in week 10.
3: They play the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football in week 11. Do we see Chris Jones on the field for his full allotment of
0: snaps by that Monday Night Football game? I I believe so because even if he holds out that long – He's got to get on the field, and he's got to look dominant again because I've never been more convinced uh, after today that he's not going to be a chief next year. But the path moving forward is them franchise tagging him and trading him because I don't think there's a chance they're just going to let him walk in the free agency as valuable as he is.
3: And it'll be cheaper now
0: as a free franchise tag because of what he's doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, feel, he can't, he can't
0: sit out a whole year and come back next season and say, I want $32 million.
2: No. Oh, no, that's out. Like, I I mean, if he misses this game, I think Andy's pissed to the high heavens anyway right now uh, to it. So we'll see. Chris Jones, that's the, the latest of the saga today, and I don't think the Chiefs I agree with you. I don't think the Chiefs or Chiefs fans who want Chris Jones to be here long-term were helped at all.
0: Throughout this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. This week, of course, we're taking action on the Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions opening up the NFL season. And here at Arrowhead Pride, we are on the Chiefs' money line. We're also taking the over on the points at 52.5. And And Patrick Mahomes to throw for 300-plus passing yards, as well as Jared Goff to throw for 275-plus passing yards. That's even without Travis Kelsey. We're expecting a shootout in Kansas City opening night of the NFL season. Season. each week DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your sunday more fun gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, twenty-one and over, age varies by jurisdiction, in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources.
2: All right. The regular season has started, and that means we do our when the Chiefs have the ball and when the Lions have the ball. And I just I'm just gonna let you take this, Brandon. He called me Brandon. That's when you know it's real. Yeah, That's when it's real. Um, So you have a take here uh, with the potential of what could happen in this game as Travis Kelsey is questionable. You sent this to us. You have a take here on how you feel about this game potentially without Travis Kelsey. So there are two things left that I think people – not hold against
3: Patrick Mahomes, but have questions about Mahomes because of one. I don't. I, I we can wait as long as possible to to learn out about it, learn about it. But it's what does he look like without Andy Reid as his head coach? That, that's one thing that people wonder about. The other, and the one that we're going to actually find out a little bit about, I think this week, is what does he look like without Travis Kelsey? Because we found out what he looks like without Tyree Kill, and it's the guy is still the best player in the world. We found out in a Super Bowl what he looks like with the worst offensive line in the history of the world. He looked like he was playing like a different sport compared to every other quarterback that I've ever seen. The one thing I haven't seen a whole lot of, though, what does he look like without a pacifier? Because that's what Travis Kelsey is, right? Anytime you go into a big game, you know Kelsey's going to be there, especially a big game like this, right? You know it's going to be a high-scoring affair. You know, there's probably going to be one or two like red zone designs that Andy's been working up all off season with the thought in his mind of, oh man, wait till I show Kelsey and Mahomes what I've got concocted for him in this one. And you'll see that in week one. Well, now you won't. Now it's going to be Mahomes going out there with a wide receiver core that a lot of people have questions about. I've heard nationally, some say the Chiefs are destined to take a step back this year because of the wide receiver core. And that was before Travis Kelsey was ruled out in this one. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what Patrick Mahomes does when people are probably going to be doubting him. I'm sure there will be questions on the pregame show about, ooh, what's this Chiefs offense look like without the future Hall of Famer? You know, it was Kelsey and Tyreek. Now it's neither of them. Can Mahomes elevate those around him? The answer is obviously yes. And I'm excited to see what that looks like.
0: I seem to recall a game in 2017 where Patrick Mahomes took the field for the very first time as Alex Smith sat on the bench against the Denver Broncos. And proceeded to throw the ball all over the field. He didn't throw any touchdowns, unfortunately, but that's just the way the game worked out. But Albert Wilson had 147 receiving yards in that game.
3: Demetrius Harris caught the football. I mean, it kind of <laughs> caught him,
0: but like he he caught footballs that day. You remember that preseason game where Demarcus Robinson had like 120 Ooh. yards and a touchdown? Gonna,
2: uh, the Titans preseason game. Is this is <laughs> where we're going. Is this is where we're going. W- was
3: yes. that the year that the Falcons game happened too? I
0: Oh yeah, well that that was 2018. That's a like, different. We're doing an 80 yard good. bomb to Tyreek Hill. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Listen, I I don't know what is getting into you two. It's gonna first, be fun. First sirta. okay. First sirta earlier, we'll be fine. Nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to it. And then you you use the term excited. It'll be fun without Travis Kelsey. Stop. Apparently, you two believe Ben Watson has been the tight end roaming around the last (laughs) several years in Kansas City because, hey, no big deal here. Only been the coverage dictator, only been the mismatch that teams have to work. No, I understand what you're saying. Hey, it's going to be a challenge to see what Mahomes looks like and what Andy puts together because we get to see their greatness on display. But no, I am not excited to see what this looks like without Travis Kelsey. I want to see the greatness of 87 because of what you said. I'm not real. I'm not real sure what the hell I'm going to get out of the wide receiving court. So I would like to have that matchup there where teams have to, like the Lions, look at Travis Kelsey and say, hey, all right, we know we got to deal with him to make life a little easier for these other guys. So, no, hell no, with a capital hell no, am I not excited as you used to see Travis Kelsey out, right? <laughs> how about it? You getting thrilled for next week too? What do you want him to sit him down for next week too? Who else do you want to see out of there? You excited? How about, how about, you excited to see what life looks like without luxurious need? You feeling yeah. that? I mean come on. Man.
0: Just rip the band aid off. We're gonna have to do it sooner or later. We might right. as well get a sneak
2: peek. Yeah, no, no, the sooner or later did not include Noah Gray taking over for him. <laughs> the sooner or later. Stop it. Stop it. I it's just no, I'm not excited, and I cannot go I cannot go with that at all. No. So excited. so
3: Ron, you're a LeBron fan, right? You would consider yourself to be a, a fan of his work. Second
2: behind Savannah, his wife. <laughs>
3: One of my most enjoyable experiences watching LeBron James. You know what I'm going to reference? The 2015 NBA Finals. You know why? Because everything was stripped from him. He had nothing. There was no Kyrie. There was no Kevin Love. Everything around him went to crap. And LeBron put together one of the single most impressive performances I have ever seen. Now, it came in a losing effort. That is important to
2: remember. I hated every bit of it. It was a grind. It was Matthew Della Vadova <laughs> as his Robin. No, I did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy that at all. No, LeBron, Matthew Dellavedova was so tired. He, he had to go to the hospital tired. to get
3: an IV. <laughs> like he literally almost died. No, um, did
2: nor did I find it attractive when Drew Gooden, Gooden, and Booby Gibson was his second best players against the Spurs. No, I did not enjoy any of that.
3: I no. found that to be really compelling television. You're a I, sick I really people. did you saw champions that were pushed to the brink to find new and creative answers and what i'm looking forward to in this game is what are the answers that patrick mahomes is able to find because he's going to exploit the hell out of that defense we've already seen him change the way that he plays right you saw the cover two took away the deep ball because early on in his career was like deep ball deep ball deep ball and then the cover two came in it was like oh all right we got to find some new answers cool, let's spend one off-season figuring this thing out. They changed the way that they played. He found all of the answers and then became the greatest player that we've ever seen doing it that way. I want to see what he looks like when the answer that he's always had in Travis Kelsey is not there.
2: Eventually, he's going to have to answer that question,
3: and now we get a sneak peek of what that's going to look like. I just...
2: I just asked both of you, at what point were you over Mike Rimmers having to be the left tackle in that Super Bowl (laughs) game? How many, how many quarters, how many, how many bash rushes did it take for you to get past that? No, listen, I I, I I was pretty resigned to the fact that they were losing that
3: game beforehand. So it didn't really matter. It was all kind of like, it was found money <laughs> you know I mean? that they were even
2: playing, so I was just super excited to see you Patrick mean, Mahomes I going horizontal, I want to see how I want to see, yeah. see, see how Mahomes conducts things without an offensive line. Hey. Let's see what he does with Mike Rimmers. It was wild. Now.
0: We'll he, always have killed, the Superman man. touchdown pass that wasn't a touchdown pass. It wasn't
3: caught. <odd>. Have you <laughs> ever seen? Have you ever seen the up from that game? Mike Evans was like, dude, I've never seen anything like this. He's yeah. making throws I've never seen before. Yeah,
2: and Mike didn't give a rip because by the second quarter, he had had his Super Bowl wrapped up, okay? <laughs> well, it was still <laughs> impressive, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it was impressive. They got blown out. It was not impressive. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see, okay? I'm excited to see – Noah Gray out here.
3: I have good news. They're not going up against the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So we do have that going for us. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. This, whatever.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
2: I will say this as we talk about when the Chiefs have the ball. And and this is this is starts this game against the Lions, but goes the rest of the way, fellas. Is even with Travis being there, like I look at the personnel and the people involved when you look at Andy Reid down to Nagy, down to Patrick Mahomes, down to Travis Kelsey. Like I, I mean Those three guys there in particular are, I think, the best at their jobs. (laughs) Mahomes at quarterback, Andy at head coach right now, and and Travis is – hell, he's not even a tight end. I mean, he he puts up receiver numbers. So, like, when you have that personnel, like, I know the offense is going to be good. It's going to be a good offense. The thing that kind of makes me nervous, or maybe even steal your word, Uh, which I think makes a lot more sense in this way than yours did BK. But I'm a little excited too, but, but a little nervous to see what it actually looks like. Cause I don't know exactly how this is going to come together because, and this was with Travis because it's, it's just different parts again. Right. And, and I don't like, I don't know where I could see the emergence of Pacheco and McKinnon that the running backs are a lot more involved and this is how they get things. I can see with this young receiving core that I, we've said this since we've been doing it since the offseason. They don't have as much experience. We don't know much about them in terms of how they've done it on the field. There's just not a lot of proof of what they can do but they're vastly, in my opinion, more talented than the group. They're older from last year, and they're better than Juju, whose knee is about to blow up. Like, they're better than that. They're more talented than that group, but we just don't know about them. So, I like, I, it's. it is just, to me, really interesting how it's going to happen. I have complete belief with Andy, Mahomes, and Kelsey on the team that it's going to be a good offense. I'm going into this game against the Lions, not quite sure how they attack teams, and and I'm actually nervous/slash excited about it. Yeah, I'm legitimately intrigued uh, to see what it looks like because (laughs) (laughs) I I want to (laughs) see
3: I want to see how specialized it is because, like, are are they going to use Kadarius Tony just in kind of the gadgety stuff that they used last year with McColl, are they going to have more on the plate for Isaiah Pacheco, or are they going to continue using him as a grinder with McKinnon as their third down back? What is the role early on for Rasheed Rice? What are they going to do, if anything, with Justin Ross? Are they going to have him kind of in that like red zone role that they had last year for some of the third and fourth string tight ends, that kind of the way that they'll utilize him? Is Sky Moore just the direct replacement for Juju? And is he ready for that role? So all of these things and so many more. Mark Valdez-Scantling. Is he more than what he was a year ago? Can he be more than what he was a year ago? I, I don't right now have the answer to any of those questions. And I think within the first month, we're going to find out what the answers are. And that to me is, to
0: use a word, intriguing. I think the most interesting thing about all of this stuff is like, is there going to be some malfunctions schematically and like formation wise, like, you know, famously Sky Moore was lined up on the wrong side in the Super Bowl or whatever. And I think that's what kept him off the field so much last season. But everything that you've heard about Sky Moore this offseason is like he's locked in. He he knows everything about the playbook like he is going to be highly involved in the offense. And that's why Justin Watson is going to have a bigger role than a lot of us probably want, uh, especially me, but a lot that's of us, you, probably... man. I don't know, <laughs> probably
2: <with> just, <laughs> uh, but
0: like Richie Go James on is going to be in the mix. Rashid Rice is going to be in the mix. Justin Watson and or Justin Ross has an opportunity to be in the mix. And it's just, it, it is, it's a lot of questions and kind of similar to what BK was saying. Like, I just want to see how they're going to do it. Like, is this a real rotation? Like, is it going to be Justin Watson and MBS and Kadarius Tony and, and Sky Moore? like, is that going to be your top four or, are they legitimately going to rotate seven different wide receivers and all these guys are going to play like 35% of the snaps or something in a rotation, like, which would also be really unique across the NFL. Like you wouldn't see very many teams do that. But I I think there's going to be some schematical growth and and, and some issues and and growing pains as they try to figure that out, because I'm not totally sure the Chiefs know what what it is right now. Like, I think that they are comfortable with Justin Watson, with uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony, I think they wanted to be really comfortable with him, but he missed all of training camp. So I would imagine he's going to be on snap count and he's going to get deployed kind of in a similar role as he was late last season where they're going to put him on the field and they're going to use him when he's on the field. And then when he's off the field, he's off the field, and they're not going to worry about him. And he's probably going to play like 20% of the snaps on opening night. But I think that they're still like, there's just a lot of tinkering. Like there's a lot of tinkering and playing around and kind of seeing what works. And I think Pacheco and McKinnon could wind up having a bigger role on opening night because those are the things that they know work and those but we are just know we know are proven. We just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just have it's no not, idea. It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Like it, it's interesting. Like I'm really like, intrigued by it. Like, but I, it's also like, yeah, you're kind of scared.
2: I, but I think it's not even a scared thing, right? Like, I think you all we all know how this thing's going to end. I think it's going to end with this being a top five offense. We just at this point don't know how it's going to get there. Like, what is going to be the key to it? And and uh, yeah, I I, I I am intrigued, a little nervous energy with that. All right, when the Lions have the ball, this is I want to I want to do a little experiment here. All right, I, I'm. This is this is this is the thought in my head. All right, we know Chris Jones is not going to play, and. My thought in my head is who is the number one person who needs to step up? Well, if you could pick, if you could pick right now one person on this defensive unit to step up in the place of the absence of Chris Jones, the one person that is most important that you would need to step up in the absence of Chris Jones, who would it be? Now, I want to count to three and I want to see. How many different names the three of us throw out, or if they're all the same? Anybody on the defensive unit? The person, the one person you would pick to step up as Chris Jones is not here. One, two, three, Spags. George. George. So you two said George. See, I think it's bags. For me, it's like it, it's Spags. that's annoying. You you yeah, you, you, I thought
0: we were talking players. That's, that's, right that's, we throw defensive. Yeah, Spags is gonna blow
3: the hell out this. of
2: us. <laughs> I said defensive unit. Okay, that's <laughs> cheating. That's yeah, like,
3: cheating. Uh, I did it's
2: not cheating for I me. Mean, it's, it's a, a good, good
3: answer, it's an objectively great answer, to but you I hate <laughs> you it.
2: <is> George. <laughs> to you is George, to me, it's Spags. Like he has got to in some way manufacture pressure. For this group, because I think this group could get pressure with Chris Jones and the pressure and the and the protection shifted to him. And those guys get to go on one on ones. But now it's not now there's nobody and he's going to have to find a way to manufacture pressure. And we've seen him do it before. Hell, I've seen him. I've seen him watch. I've watched him drag Reggie Reggie Ragland through there and find a way to get pressure. I've seen him do different things. He's going to have to find a way. And, oh, yeah, by the way, who knows how good and, and how, how good LeJarrius Sneed is feeling, who is your best blitzing guy and, may, hell, maybe your best pass rusher right now, to be honest, if he was healthy. Jamari like, Connor, Jamari Conner.
0: Just put him on the field and be, like, dude, you're a torpedo. Just, <laughs> just go get to the quarterback at all costs. It's
2: fine. But to me, it is it Spags. Is Spags has to be enormous in this game and finding a way to get pressure on them because i do like the secondary but even Jared Goff, if he just has time and 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 i'm just saying if he has time he's much better when he has time if he has time he can make throws i think it's any quarterback so the other thing ron is like i i I make my jokes about
3: the lions offense their offensive line is awesome absolutely like the, the best thing that they have going for them in detroit right now this is that the they top have a, five
2: offense last year yeah you know, and it's like
3: mostly that. because of the offensive line um and, and i think they have really upgraded the running back units like they they've got some stuff going for them on the offensive line despite all of my negative talk about the detroit lions uh, a little bit ago I, i'm mad at you because you took the like objectively correct answer and so I'm, I'm a little upset about that but the reason why you're so right about it is because like I said George Karloftis is the answer. It's because you made it seem like we were supposed to say a player and obviously I then did, you wanted I did not. Off. I said um, I feel like either. you feel
0: like you kind of let us on to oh, that's, But, but the, all the all truth is sucks. like I don't
3: think George Karloftis is capable of being the guy that they need him to be while Chris Jones is out. And that's where your answer is so excellent and God does it piss me off because <laughs> because like they they don't have anybody that can replace what Chris Jones did for them and therefore you have to get super creative. Like you are going to have to have Shamari Connor and LeJarius Sneed coming off of the edge as like basically extra edge rushers. You're going to have to find creative stuff to do with Leo Chanel. The fact that you went out and got drew tranquil this off season as like a coverage linebacker that needs to come in handy over the first like six weeks of the season, because you're going to have to make up for the fact that some of these other back seven players are regularly going to be blitzing this defense should look like the Baltimore Ravens of old. This should look like what the Giants did last year, where it's just, you have no idea where somebody's coming from, but at all times, you've got at least five dudes coming after the passer, because they can't get home with four, not with the unit that they've got available right now.
0: And we know Spags is going to blitz like Spags loves to blitz. He loves to dial up unique blitzes. Like we know that's going to happen. But, but sir, do
2: you feel like he's got to take it up even more of a notch no, than he I, normally does? Yeah,
0: for, for sure. Because they have to generate pressure. And I'm not super confident that the defensive line can generate pressure the way that it's constructed going into week one. Like Tershawn Wharton's coming off a serious knee injury. And I know he's healthy right now and they, and they like him. But like obviously he's not a Chris Jones replacement. Mike Dana plays inside and outside, and he's fine. He 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 can give you productive snaps, but most of his productive snaps have come when Chris Jones is on the field. And so I don't really know how productive all these guys can be when Chris Jones isn't the guy who's commanding double teams and, and just disrupting so many things on the defensive line. And but but the problem that I think that you're gonna run into is if they can't generate pressure at all, like if, and we were talking about this before the show, like Felix is going to play way more snaps than we anticipated going into Week One without Chris Jones or without Charles Menahou, because Mike Dana was going to be one of your starting defensive ends, George Karloftis was going to be your other starting defensive end, and then Chris Jones in the middle, and you felt pretty good about that without Chris Jones and no charles Amenahu, like felix is gonna have to be heavily rotated in on opening night and that's not really where you want to be even though we saw some good reps from felix in the preseason like but felix is still a project and he's still a guy that you have to develop and you hope he turns into something where i would get worried with this offense and specifically rookie running back jameer gibbs like if Spags is just out there blitzing the hell out of them and they actually deploy Jameer Gibbs the way that they claim they're going to like out at the backfield, like that's going to leave a lot of open field for I in my opinion, one of the running backs who has a chance to be one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. And so it it gets complicated, but it all comes back to can George and Felix and Mike Dana and Tershawn Wharton and Derek Nadi and Keandre Coburn. Can all those guys get any kind of pass rush at all? without Spags having to dial up those blitzes.
2: And see and see what of you just said kind of leads me into a place that I know you you think BK is a little bit maybe overvalued is as I said this is a top 5 offensive uh, offensive unit last year and they were they 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 thought they were going to lose their coordinator. He comes back, he stays there. They were a top 5 unit for Dan Campbell last year but you have questions about how good this offense actually is. And I think sort of makes a point to that with Jameer Gibbs, who they've added to this offense.
3: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good offense. I think we overstate how great they are. Um, I, I think if you see them go up in terms of the level of competition that they face this year, I think we're going to see them take a step back. We see this all the time, right, where a team has a really good season, kind of comes out of nowhere, has a really good offense coordinator. And I do think their offense coordinator is great. And then the next year, it's like, oh, okay, well, they, they were doing a bunch of unique stuff. They got away with it for a year, and teams kind of adjusted. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see this year. Guys, their number two wide receiver going into the season is one of the following. Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, or Kalief Raymond. That's not where you want to be as a team. Like Amonra St. Brown is awesome. I love the guy but he's a slot-wide receiver that wins over the middle and gets you 10 yards at a time. At some point, you got to be able to do something else on the outside. I'm excited about Sam LaPorta. I've drafted him in just about every best ball draft that I've done this year. I think you're really overusing the word.
0: Jameson Williams was supposed to be available, but.
3: Well, no,
2: he's betting, but I think you're over. This is the second time I think you've overused excited. Uh, right here. Are you really excited about? Is that the word you want to use for With Sam Laporta? LaPorta? Yeah, I've him, I like I got him LaPorta. in
0: a dynasty league. I'm banking on Sam. I, I
3: wanted the Chiefs to draft Sam Laporta, but rookie tight ends are terrible more often than not. And so the expectation should be the guy comes in and has like 500 yards receiving this year, and that would be a giant success. But- so. I just think we're putting a lot of stock into, hey, Jameer Gibbs is going to come in and be an 800 yard pass catching running back in year one, and if he doesn't, I think they're really going to be lacking for a number two pass catcher.
2: Yeah, but no, that I, I, that's fair, but I think they also are really good, Brian Johnson, in finding matchups. And with who? Jam- with
3: Josh Reynolds and Marvin Jones and No, I think like, Jameer
2: Gibbs could be a I real think. potential matchup issue. For the Chiefs, right? I, I just like if yeah. you if you're Drew Tranquil, like, baby. If you, oh,
0: that's what I, Tranquil was brought here for. I know he's brought I still here, Think it's a matchup problem.
2: I think it's a matchup issue. I, I do too. I do too. Like if they're smart, they find ways to get him in two-way goals with Drew Drew Tranquil while he's blitzing, which he's going to be doing a lot. You can see an opening there, right? And 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 I, I get what you're saying about those guys, those other guys that I think they can. Jameer Gibbs is a is a potential issue in this game for them. We'll see if it's especially the guy who was at Alabama. Now, obviously, it's his first year, and you hope that the pressure gets home. But that, I think that's I think that is just something to 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 to, to take from. Yeah, they're, they're just putting also, a lot of pressure on a rookie running
3: back. Like if he well, doesn't become the player that you're talking about right now, they are screwed. I'm just talking about in this game, but I'm just talking I, about in I this also in this game.
0: I don't think we should totally overlook David Montgomery. Like, I think with Derek noddy and Tershawn uh, Wharton like in the middle of that Chiefs defensive line, like I'm not confident that that the Lions offensive line can't push that defensive line around and run the football on them. Like I still think they're going to have to put up points, so maybe the Chiefs get out early and they can't run the ball as much as they want. But like, we shouldn't overlook their running
2: game because that offensive line is really good. All right, before we get to predictions, y'all know what this is, baby. The game that is sweeping the nation. Sort <laughs> of go ahead and give me my music right here, please.
0: You're certified, right? Let's get you certified.
2: I'm an imposter. I'm the sure game... That is <laughs> sweeping the nation. I, in my mind, I hear it. Um, certified or imposter? All right, this one is really specific to this game. I'm going to throw this out here. Certa, I'll let you answer first. The Chiefs can still score 30 points or more without Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs can still score 30 points or more without Travis Kelsey. Certified or imposter? Certified.
0: Patrick Mahomes has never scored less than 33 points in a week one game in his entire NFL career. Um, How many week one though, games
2: has he played without Travis Kelsey?
0: None, but, and I get what you're saying, but I'm still fully confident in that. Like, we're, we're, it's banner night, Arrowhead Stadium, defending Super Bowl champions, kicking off the entire NFL season. And we have seen Patrick Mahomes step up and perform. At Every large possible stage in a, in the NFL, you think he's going to lose to the Detroit Lions and score less than thirty points on opening night? Not a chance. I think it's easy. I already I already picked him to score thirty five. I'm um, it, it's an easy bet, certified.
2: All right, I, I'll I'll let you have the last one on this one, BK. Um, listen, certified or impossible, the Chiefs can still put up thirty without Travis Kelsey. I don't even know how I've arrived here, but absolutely it is certified. I, I just, it, it, it it's crazy to even say this, but I feel really confident with the lions defense. And I, I think, I think this is going to be what people believe is a coming out party for somebody in the skill position for the chiefs. But I think it may just be for this week and then next week it's somebody else that they do. Cause so I, well. I, I think, I think they're just if, going to have – something. Like I think we could come out of here with, you know, oh, my God, Sky Moore has taken the next step. Or, oh, my Sky, God.
0: If Sky Moore catches like seven passes for 76 yards, you're like, yes.
2: But, yes. Or, or Justin Ross has stepped up. Or, oh, man, or Isaiah Pacheco. Like, I think it's just going to be somebody with like – they're going to be saying, oh, this is the next new star. This is the next new guy with the Chiefs. But it may just be this week. And the next week it's somebody else. So I, I, I think when you combine the Chiefs defense and – I mean, the, uh, the the Chiefs offense and their playmakers and the Lions, um, they're, they're all, their defense, I think they do add – I think this has caused the Lions to kind of shift a different way of how they're going to conduct covering the Chiefs, which I don't know what they would go to. I, I, like, I don't know how they game plan this without Travis and then – not a lot of tape or understanding of how they use guys like Ross or Rice and things of that nature. So I I still think they can put up 30 without
3: track. I would think they would be more aggressive. Like if you don't have to worry about Kelsey, I would think that means you have the potential to see more blitzes in this game, which feels like a disaster against Patrick Mahomes, because he will eat that up all day long. This reminds me so much of the game last year against San Francisco, where the chiefs just found like ways to exploit specific things within their defense Juju finished that game with seven for a buck twenty-five and a touchdown. Marquez had three for a hundred and ten. You had uh, that was the game where um, they ended up finding a way to get some opportunities for McColl in the running game. They had three touchdowns. Reds, if you missed it, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Um, I, I think you could see something like that where you just have very specific, defined ways that the Chiefs are attacking their defense with di- with different players, and they're just going at it all day long. So. I think this is absolutely certified. Not only do I think the Chiefs can score 30 without Travis Kelsey in week one, I think they will score 30 in week one without Travis Kelsey.
2: All right. Um, all right, let's get predictions. I'll, I'll kick it off. I think this is a high-scoring game. I think the Chiefs win 35-28 uh, in this game. Um, I don't know what the spread is on this, but I, I, I got the Chiefs now. four and a half, so that? I think they're covering. I got it 35-28. They keep them. There's like a length. They keep them at length most of the game and they finish it. So I think the Chiefs do score 30 plus 35 28 week one against the Lions. I've
3: got 31 to 27. They do not cover the spread, but they do win the game outright. And that is ultimately what matters to Chiefs fans.
0: I made this prediction before the Travis Kelsey injury, and I don't care. I'm not changing it. I've got the Chiefs winning 35 to 24 of the oh,
2: Lions. Okay double digits all right i'll see you i see you all right man good week one um a lot going on with the chiefs we'll see the next time by the way real quick next time we talk is chris jones in uh in kansas city practicing god no. i hope so god no. bk said no and we inserted <laughs> it's not even answered just saying god i hope so i i don't even i'm with you sir to hell i don't even i don't even want a lot of people i got no i got nothing i don't know at all all right let's see if they get that W. let's see if they can start this thing off 1 and 0 we are